0: Hi there, Coach Paula here. I know you're getting a lot from Season 1 of Make Him Wonder, and I want you to get even more in Season 2. Go now to the 8020 Wonder Club and become a member. The 8020 Wonder Club is a membership club where you'll get all the new episodes of Season 2 the moment they come out. Otherwise, you're going to miss out. That's the 8020wonder.club. Make this your year to be consistently mindful of what it takes for a relationship to go the distance. Go to the 8020wonder.club and I'll see you in the clubhouse. Because it's to the degree that we give them what they want and it's also through showing them instead of telling them. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms,
1: where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted,
0: unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. My guest today is 33-year-old Stefana, who recently broke up with 25-year-old Ben, Stefana states that she wants to find lasting love, but she feels lost in dating. Stefana wants to know how she can get back with Ben as she feels he is the one. And the only reason they broke up was because he wasn't sure she was the one and couldn't commit. So, welcome, Stefana. Hey, Paula. Thank you. Nice to have you on today with this Very uh, typical situation that many, many women find themselves in. And so I want to hear all about it. So tell us how you met. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's see. We met
1: back in July off of a dating app. um, And we talked on that dating app for a couple of weeks. And uh, suggested that we should go and meet up at some point. Um, And that happened, I think, yeah, after two or three weeks of us just talking back and forth on the dating app.
0: So for our listeners, because you could be listening to this two years from the time we are recording. So, Stefana, uh, how long ago, how many months ago was July?
1: So, about eight months ago, um, yeah, in the July, we met up on a first date um, i I'm very outdoorsy, and so is he, and so we just met up for in its also okay so it's also a long distance relationship. Um, he lived about seventy five miles away from me um, so it took about an hour, fifteen hour and a half to get to each other's places. Um, and so we met up in the middle just, um, to go fishing actually, because I like to fish and he likes to fish. So we met up to, um, fish for the day, um, hung out for about four or five hours, mostly fished on, on our own for a little bit and then came back and, um, you know, shared a beer and chit chatted and, um, talked and then we left, we didn't. Like, hug, kiss, nothing. It was just a meetup, I guess. It wasn't even a date, it's a hangout. Um, and I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I, he enjoyed it, obviously. So we kept contact. We had exchanged numbers and then we um, kept contacting each other. I think we met up again the next weekend. He had a boat, so we went out on a boat. Um, he came to me because there's a lake near me. So we went out on the lake um, for our second day. Um, and then just kept talking probably for the night and dating like once a week, we'd see each other. Um, and then finally, probably by the end of August. So yeah, seven months ago, we, um, he came over to my, every, every time he was coming over to me too, I wouldn't, you know, meet, we wouldn't meet halfway. He was coming over to me. Um, he came over. And we went floating on the river and then we had dinner. He came back to my place um, and then we had dinner and that's when we first kissed. And that's when I first slept with him too.
0: So how long was it between the time you met and he kept coming weekly and then you had sex? How many Mm -hmm. weeks or months or what have you? It was probably about six weeks. Okay. And then what happened? So then um, he
1: had wanted me to come over to see his place because I had not been over there. And so um, I agreed to that. I had, I think I went over there in September on Labor Day weekend. Um, I went over on a Saturday and hung out for two nights there. And we just had a great time. And. We had a conversation that weekend where he, you know, we were both still on the dating app and he was, he just kind of brought it up. He was just like, Hey, I, um, you know, if you meet another guy or you want to go see another guy, you know, just be honest with me and let me know. And so I told him, is that something you want? And he was like, well, no. And I'm like, well, what do you, do you want us to be together? And he was like, yeah. So we started being a couple at that point. We both date, uh, deleted our dating app and started seeing each other. And I had also asked him, are you ready since this is long distance? And I had done long distance before in the past. And so it usually was every weekend seeing each other. Um, And so I kind of just asked him, like, are you ready to see each other every weekend, you know, as much as we can, I guess, in that way. And he's like, yeah, I'm ready to, you know, like, spend the weekends with you back and forth, whatnot. Um, And so that had gone on till, yeah, like October, November. Um, We just kept getting closer. And he would say things to me. Uh, I, I had I didn't want to push anything. Um, he was the one that kind of would bring up like his coworkers at work would be like, dude, you need to get married. And he, and he would tell me about their conversations and, and he would say, yeah, um, I'm working on it. And he would tell me about that. Uh, he had gone to a wedding one weekend, a friend's wedding where he felt bad he couldn't invite me, but it was so last minute. And we'd only been dating for, you know, eight, yeah, two months at that time. And it was just too far to go for me at that point, um, for such short notice, you know, so he felt bad about not inviting or last minute inviting me, I guess. And he went to his friend's wedding and he was telling everyone about me and he would tell me about that conversation cause he's 25 and I'm obviously 33 and basically telling his friends like, yeah, you need to date a older woman. and Um, she knows what she wants and it's just chill with her. You know, it's so easy. And, um, again, we just kept dating and going along our way and going back and forth. He, there was a point in October I had to move into a new place. He helped me move. My parents were in town. He met them. And I had asked him if he was okay meeting them and if it had been too soon. And he said, no. Um, and then he moved, he bought a house, um, where in the town that he lives in. And so he, I helped him move at the end of October too. And his parent or his mom was there. I met her. Um, and then he would say things to me too about the future. Like, uh, setting up his garage like he likes to work on his car and whatnot and like yeah I want to set up a place for you and you can watch me you know work on my car or whatever um obviously telling like to me that he's thinking of the future um so now the holidays roll around and I you know have been in this situation before and before we started meeting more family or asking each other you know like if to each other's um, holidays, I kind of just brought up about a couple of weeks before Thanksgiving, like if he wanted to, um, I guess, yeah, how where he saw this going, I guess, this relationship because I, if he didn't see it going anywhere, then I didn't want to, yeah, I guess like meet family more or get involved more, you know, emotionally and, um, I kind of, to me now when I look back on it, that's kind of when it started, like the pressure, I guess. And um, his his whole like demeanor changed after that. Like we almost broke up. We went like a week without talking for a little bit, and um, he did invite me to see his family. And so, and then he came back and was like, "Yeah, I do want you know, I do see a future with you. Let's continue this." So I go to his Thanksgiving. And then, um, it just, not that I could tell it was starting to go downhill, but in a way it, it kind of did. Cause I had been invited him to go to Christmas with my family. Um, and he, it's just all of our family lives in different parts and it would have just been so much traveling for him. And so that didn't happen. But even when I was home with my parents and he was home with his, I could tell like just the con like the conversation and whatnot had dwindled, like texting and everything. And then I, I had taken a week off of work. So for the Christmas vacation. And so I went to go, um, after spending time with my family at Christmas, I, um, spent the rest of the week with him into the new year. And so, um, that was, yeah, the first of the year. And then the next weekend he comes over to my place and <clears throat> basically just says, has a conversation with me that he's, um, not sure I'm the one he's in love with me or he's, he has loving feelings for me, but he's not in love with me. Um, he's afraid of commitment, doesn't know where this is going to go. And so I, basically broke up with him that night because I don't want to be with someone if they don't know um, what they want and he we did kind of talk after the morning after and he's like yeah let's give some time maybe we can have a conversation in a couple weeks and I agreed to that and so we talked two weeks later and he um, kind of said the same thing to me. And I, you know, admitted to him like, Hey, I really do see this going somewhere. He's the first relationship I've ever had where like, I felt okay. Like I've been in toxic relationships and there's red flags and, and he never had that. And I really like fell for him. And so this all really hurt me, you know? And so, um, in that conversation, he's the second one he's still telling me all the same stuff and so I was just super honest with him like hey I have issues too like I know I can be emotionally unavailable I've taken the attachment quiz like I really got into like learning about myself and I did the attachment stuff and I'm anxious attachment you know so um I was just telling him the stuff like, Hey, it's not just you. It's me. What can I do to help? Like, maybe we just try this a little bit more. Um, he agreed to it. So we, um, I had went over the next weekend after that conversation, he didn't stay that weekend. He just came for the day. We had that talk. Um, and I was like, "It should things go back to normal? Like, how is this going to go? I, I kind of feel like we should kind of take it slower. And he was like, I don't see why not. We can't, you know, I mean, what we've been doing already. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. So I went back over there, not for the full weekend, just for Saturday night. Um, I thought everything felt okay still, but then the next week after that, he didn't come over here. And basically the next Monday after that weekend, he just said, hey, I... um, like, again, back to the commitment thing, like, I, I'm i just, he even just admitted he's not ready for a serious relationship at this point. And so I just said, okay, then I'm done. And that was over a month ago now. Um, and we have not talked at all.
0: Okay. Thank you for, you know, telling that whole story. How do you feel in telling it? Uh, it, it sucks.
1: <laughs> I don't want to tell this story. <laughs> Um, yeah, Yeah, I wish things had gone a different way.
0: Of course. Sure. Now you say it's been a month now of absolutely no contact.
1: Absolutely no contact. I, after we, so that conversation was on the phone where the last breakup was. And so since he didn't come over here that weekend or anything, so yeah, I was on the phone. Um, I just kind of ended it like, well, yeah, I, I don't know what you expect me. Like I want obviously different things than you. So I don't know what you expect me to be in this relationship. Like I can't give a hundred and you give 50, you know, that doesn't, that's not how it works. I know I deserve more than that. And he totally understood. Um, I just let him know, like, please don't contact me. And he was like, yeah, no, no problem. He's like, but he's like if you need anything I'm still here and I'm like thank you I'm like I my lease is up on this place and I have to move again because they're selling it so I told him I'm like well I do need help moving just kind of joking around and he just laughed um and then uh, I just told him yeah call me in a year if you know things change and he said that's good to know and we just kind of hung up and said goodbye and yeah that was it and no we haven't talked I deleted him off social media. I never put him on my social media, but I just deleted him as friends. Um, yeah, so we have not talked at all.
0: So tell me how you're feeling about it. You know, not not really in telling the story, but how you are feeling about the whole breakup now, and what you said you you think he's the one, and you want to try to get him back. I do. I like
1: I so long term with him. i w- i wanted to get married to him and he wanted the same things too. He's told, he had told me he wanted those things. I mean, I, I feel, yeah, I feel hurt. Like I just feel rejected. I like, I hate not talking to him. Um, but I, I know like that's what you have to do. I mean, I've never been able to stay friends with exes. I don't think it's ideal to stay friends with exes. Um, but I, but I still miss him. And I like, usually all the other guys, when I think about it, like, I don't, I don't want, I've never wanted to go back to them. Um, after two, three weeks, I knew I kind of had made the right decision, you know, but this one is still kind of haunting me. And it's just like, I, I, it's like, I, I feel it in my bones with him and, and, and him just not being him, not being able to commit just can't be like, to me, it's like, I can't, That can't be the only reason, you know, like there's got to be like, I had broken up with boyfriends for far worse things. Like we had a great relationship. We hardly even fought, you know?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So there is a lot here that I think I can help you with, at least through the understanding part of it. Okay. Okay. And... Because I think when you understand, it can give you a perspective and it can also give you some, certainly some hope for the future, maybe not with him, but there's a lot of good that you did. There's a lot of great things that you learned, but of course I'm all about helping women get what it is they really would like. And you're going to need to understand how you have a modicum of hope of getting that. Mm -hmm. And again, there's a lot of good here. I want to give it all to you uh, when we come back right after this. Have you met a man you think might be the one? If so, you're likely riding a high. It's fantastic to have finally found something that really fits and feels right. After all you've endured in dating, disappointments, and the months or even years of being alone, not to mention the painful lost loves, it's wonderful to be able to take a breath and no longer have to wonder. But can you really relax? Well, if you're listening to me right now, have read my book or watched me on YouTube, you likely know that relaxing in relationships and just letting things happen doesn't always end in you getting what it is that you desire and deserve. And it also doesn't get the man who loves you what he really wants and needs. Because men look to women to direct them in relationships. And men do best in marriage That's right. Studies show that married men are much healthier and happier than their single counterparts. Men deeply desire the connectedness and purpose marriage provides them. But if you're not actively directing your relationship onto the right path, your Mr. Right could end up walking out of your life, then both you and he have lost a lot, possibly a lifetime of health and happiness. And it could happen so easily, so quickly. He pursues you and presents as all in for months. You know you're on track, and then for seemingly no reason, he starts to pull back. Then you become anxious, and and then things go off the rails. If you're here, you know you've made mistakes in the past, some big, but some so small, You're baffled why things didn't work with a man who you know loved you, why he just couldn't talk things out and work things out. But there is good news. If you now have someone, you can change the way you do things so that the end result changes, so that you get all that you desire and deserve and have no more disappointment and heartbreak. If you're here, you know that it's up to you to make a romantic relationship work and go the distance. That you need to be the mechanic of your relationship and set your GPS to the destiny you deserve and what will make you both happiest. If you're ready to make the little turns and tweaks that will be a game changer in your romantic life and commit to what works to get you everything you want with the man in your life, Wait no more. My GPS program, the Groom Positioning System, will get you on the right road and keep you there so that you reach your destiny. Go to coachpaulagrooms.com slash programs to get all the details on the Groom Positioning System. There you'll fill out a simple questionnaire and in no time at all, you and I will be talking one-to-one about your unique situation. We'll have a full coaching session where I'll answer all your questions and give you all the particulars. We'll talk about your history and if your current situation is on track to meet your goal. Most importantly, I give you my honest, no-holds-barred assessment of your unique situation and my coaching on what to do right now to tweak things in your favor so you can have the complete commitment that ultimately makes both you and your man completely happy and fulfilled. Don't continue to delay doing something different. And please, don't kid yourself that because the man is different and things feel different this time around, that ultimately things will end differently because it's up to you. You need to do things differently to finally get what you desire and deserve. I have the simple, subtle, and value-based tweaks that put you on the path to commitment. And week by week, I help keep you on track to reach your divine right destination. Make a commitment to yourself to set your GPS in the right direction. So this time, your Mr. Right is yours for the journey. You finally reach the destination that is so rightfully yours. Go to coachpoligrooms.com/slash programs, fill out the questionnaire, and we'll be talking soon. So we're back with Stefana, thirty-three year old Stefana, who is looking to get some clarity on Ben, who's twenty five years old. The fact that they had a great relationship, solid, no issues, sounds like the best of of friends plus other good stuff and the whole shebang, and yet he wasn't ready and wasn't able to commit. There are some things here that are difficult because Ben told you that he, and, and, and here's semantics here, because I want to hear from you. Did he say he doesn't feel you are the one or he doesn't think you are the one? Oh, gosh.
1: To be honest, I can't remember, but I think it was, I think.
0: Okay. And that may seem, again, like semantics, but you understand the connotation Because when a man is in the state of being a consumer, he's in his mind about it and his thoughts. He's not ready to commit for all the criteria of, you know, not being in the right space of career, of money, even advocation or vocation. But what must be there for the man is that undying feeling of love and desire for the woman. And that is a major part of the criteria. Now, it won't trump the other criteria in most cases. So, in other words, if a man is totally in love, but he doesn't have his career where he wants it to be. He doesn't have the money he needs. He doesn't have a great place to live. He's not in the environment in any way, shape or form of taking on a pretty puppy as a responsibility. He sees commitment as being, he won't do it. The love alone, no matter how strong, most typically won't trump those other factors. I'm hearing, however, job that he likes just bought a home mm-hmm. and that he is unclear whether his feelings for you are strong enough to go the distance. Mhm. Yeah,
1: he, I, yeah, he has, um, yeah, he had a great career or has a great career. Um, he had just bought a house and, and that's something I brought up to him, you know, like, it, uh, when I, when we had that conversation, all the last conversations of these commitment talks is, you know, like I know you're not afraid of commitment because buying a house for 30 years is a commitment, you know, in itself. Um, and I, you know, I had just taken that test that you just this past week on, uh, on your website about the consumer and buyer. And I, first did the um, test based off of, I guess like the last half of our relationship and I got the mixed messages consumer for him. But then when I thought about the first part of our relationship before I even brought up the whole holiday thing,
0: um, it was a prospective buyer. And that makes a lot of sense. Absolute sense. Yeah. And it's why these... What we look back on as missteps are so hard, yeah, um just coming across
1: you and all of your um philosophies and everything I, yeah I, I, I so many things have come to light, and um things I had done wrong in this relationship and and it makes sense you know i I mean it just started a file of facts of all the guys i 've dated it 's just I mean, like you said, in, in a couple of your podcasts, like putting him in the family way and, and I was doing that. I had been doing that in all of my past relationships. And um, yeah, it's it's like, it's kind of disheartening almost in a way because I felt like I wasn't doing anything wrong, but I guess I am in a way that I didn't even know I was doing.
0: And that's why, you know, it's very important that you forgive yourself for it. Yes, Right. Because when you don't know, you don't know. And now you're getting the knowing. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's important, I think, for our listeners to understand what it is that you know now. And that's what I want to go over a little bit. If, for example, when I say the family way, you felt up until Thanksgiving, he asked you to come to his Thanksgiving first, correct?
1: He did, yes. I never brought it up to him,
0: um, but, yeah, he did ask. Excellent. So, you see, you did something really right there. You never brought it up with him. I also want to give you kudos for what you did in the beginning If we go back to when he said, um, so something about being online still having your profile up and yeah, tell me again, what he said about that.
1: Yeah. Um, he just asked me if there were, if you were still dating any other guys, which I had been, I, you know, not as much as I was seeing him but I was still talking to other guys and had been on a date or two with um, a couple others. And, and he just, you know, mentioned like, yeah, if you, you know, if you find someone else or this isn't something you want um, please, you know, just be honest with me and let me know. And that's when I said, well, you know, ask him that question. Is that something you want? And he said, no. And I'm like, well, then what do you want? And he's like to be together. And I'm like, okay, then let's
0: do this excellent you handled that beautifully i thought so yes (laughs) you did and 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 this is what the, the really tricky thing about it is that when the man starts to get all that he wants two things happen first he doesn't feel the need as much to have to achieve and if you know from my podcast videos on YouTube etc that men love through wondering and longing as well as having to achieve a woman's time attention and affection so it's very very tricky because it's to the degree that we give them what they want, and it's also through showing them instead of telling them. You said you had a lot of discussions about your relationship.
1: It, more towards the end. Gotcha. Um, after, yeah, um and it was him bringing it up, actually, which, you know, I have to, no, I mean, I have to give him credit, like, he's given me a way out in that way, I guess, and being honest with me, I feel like no other guy would have done that, I guess, in the past, Um, because here I am just going along. like, I'm thinking, yeah, time, I'm going to change him, he had said that to me right before Thanksgiving, like, yeah, I don't know if, like, I'm ready for commitment, and I'm thinking time in my mind. Like, I'll just give him more time. We'll just keep dating, you know? Um, and so I, I never really brought it up again, but then that's when he brought it up after the holidays, New Year's, and that's when we broke up because he brought it up again and was still unsure.
0: hmm and you did the right thing. When a man is unsure, it's when you take your leave. Completely. Yeah. With absolutely no contact, because it is the way that, and, and the only way that the man will start to feel something different. The only way. It's very different than for us, exceedingly yeah. different than for females. It is the absence for the man. Why is that? So simple to know. What does absence do? It makes a man wonder. Yes. However, he hasn't reached out to me. And
1: I i mean, I don't know. Yeah. I.
0: Okay. I don't well, know
1: what to do in this.
0: Yeah. Right. No. Uh, well, a couple of missteps here is that you said reach out to me in a year. Yeah. What did that do? It just completely left him off the hook. Because he says, oh, I can get back in at any time. Okay. You see? Yeah. What does that do? It keeps him from having to achieve. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. So that is not something that could easily change. In other words, there is... And this is going to be hard for you to hear, but there is nothing you can do. If you do anything, it won't help you. It will hurt you. Okay. And the only caveat to that is that if he sees you on social media, does he at all? No, because I've deleted him. Okay. What about on whatever dating app you were on? I mean, yeah,
1: he might be back on it too. So, yeah, I had just joined it again.
0: Okay. I haven't seen him, though. So, yeah. And why I asked you about the social media, and I'm going to explain more for, for listeners, how it is that you cannot do anything, that anything you would do proactively towards him will backfire. He will be nice to you, perhaps, but it will only keep you in the place that you're in right now, meaning that he will feel ho-hum about it. He might even see you to have sex with you, I doubt he sounds like a good guy, but he might, and he will feel nothing more because of the, because what happened was the taking away the need to achieve. He achieved you. Yeah. And you had, you knew, and here's how you, why you have to give yourself a lot of credit and also give yourself a break and not be hard on yourself. Because in the beginning, he was showing himself to be a prospective buyer. This was before you invited him for Christmas. Mm Mm-hmm. You see, the invite alone, and why I tell women about and, and do videos on Invites. Invites seem innocuous. They are not. For men, they are not at all. And quite frankly, when he makes an invite, usually it's not innocuous either. In other words, his invite to you for Thanksgiving meant something, it meant a great deal. You took it, but then. You see, without him committing, Allah, all the way, engagement, you invited him for Christmas. That seemed innocuous. That seemed, well, you invited me for Thanksgiving, I'll invite you for Christmas. Understandable misstep. Completely understandable. But it's how hard we have to, to be the worthy opponent in order to succeed everything must be mindful and that sucks yeah yeah because if you could go back that might have been a game changer simply because he would not have achieved it changed everything for him it suddenly brought him back to reality in a way like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I'm going down the road of complete commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to, as I said, give yourself credit for the things that were really right. Here's another big takeaway. You had said early on that you know, when things were really going swimmingly between the time you first had sex and Thanksgiving, he told me he wanted the same things. That's a really important point. And this is how it's important. When a man tells you he wants the same things, if he's not adding at the end with you, looking you in the eyes with you, we cannot correlate whatever he is saying to us because he's i have no doubt he wants a long-term relationship he wants a girlfriend he wants commitment he wants to marry he wants to have kids whatever it is that's true for him but we can in no way correlate it to us until such time as he looks you in the eyes and says, with you, and or gets down on one knee and proposes. That's the harsh reality.
1: Yeah. But, it, I mean, it kind of comes back to what you said about the mindfulness on, on that. It's like, I didn't think about that before. And that makes
0: total sense. Right. Right. And we don't because we are wrapped up in the feelings. Yes. And even in the moment, he might be feeling it's you. But it's interesting, we must listen to the actual words. And unless, that's why I say, unless it is absolutely with you when looking at you. And even then. Until he's made a formal public commitment, whereby he needs to live by that decision, it's likely can go off the rails very easily because men live via their decisions. He's not ready to make that decision for whatever his reasons But you see, it turned into, then he became a mixed messages consumer. Yeah. So, for you, there's a number of things that must happen now for you to move forward. And really move forward. I said, yeah, what do I need to do? Well, I'm going to give it to you in a couple of ways. Because I know one is, you would like to have him back. That would be your ultimate absolutely but you want him back fully invested and knowing you are the one correct and in order to have that happen you must commit to you never reaching out to him
1: yeah i've i fully understand i i fully understand that and have kind of come to that conclusion
0: my guess is that he will need to go through whatever is going to come his way in terms of other relationships, being a consumer. And since you two were such a great fit, if he goes through problematic relationships, he may, as time goes on, realize, wow, I miss that kind of real companionship and compatibility. I should revisit that perhaps and see how I feel now. Right. hmm. Here's the rub on it. You will need to be different and play it differently in order for it to be different. In other words, not just him be different. You will also need to be different.
1: How do you mean, or what do you mean?
0: Right. The devil's in the details. It's, it's also what my lure him back program is about because it is through the changing the way you approach things, certainly the way you take him back. And I mean, not just take him back in the full sense of a relationship, but even deign to engage with him. We have to ramp up his desire for you. How do we do that? Simple. Ramp up his uh, achievement. That means that when he first contacts you, what do you do? he may he may not many times i can tell a woman oh i know for sure he will be contacting you it's just a matter of when i can't tell you when it could be two weeks two months two years 10 years i can't tell you when but i i would go to the bank and bet on that he will in your case i cannot tell you that and that may sound really harsh but unfortunately yeah I can't tell you that. Yeah.
1: I mean, in the past, I have had all of my other exes reach out to me. Because I do, like, yeah, pretty basically cut off contact completely. So um, um, I would like to think that he would be coming back to me. Um, and it kind of gives me some hope. But at the same time, I have to go on living my life as well.
0: Here's why I don't think you will be hearing from him anytime soon and why Mm -hmm. you must be seriously, seriously circumspect if you do. I mean, you have to play this in the right way to have a real shot again or you'll end up right back where you are. What do you think you relayed to him when you told him, check with me in a year? Well
1: what I said was I don't know if I said this before after I said call me in a year we'll see where I'm at kind of a thing um so yeah for him to it's just basically call me in a year if you have grown up and figured out what you want and we'll see where I'm at Uh
0: that's what I
1: meant I don't yeah and that's what I ended it with I said I said we'll see where
0: I'm at I understand your take on it And that's what you were trying to convey to him. But here's what the man hears. I love you. I'm likely going to wait. You've got all of me. When you come back, I'll likely take your call. I'll be here. All manner of that stuff. You didn't mean that. But in a way... You did. And what I mean from the man's point of view, that's all it is. Because it must be for the man with his black and white brain, you don't want me, I don't want you. Anything less leaves him feeling less and certainly not having to achieve. And when he's not having to achieve, he's not actively loving and not actively desiring. So we must then totally for you, forget about it. Because you don't know when he will. And I have to say in this case, I don't know even if. It will take him going through I believe, a lot of stuff that shows him your value and that simple desire is not enough. Many, many times, the people we most desire and want physically, sexually, or in in any other way are not the people we are really compatible with and would do best in marriage. This is an unfortunate truth. Why is that? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, You know what? It's a cruel joke. It's a very, very cruel joke. I think if I were to say the existential why of it would be that think about your most passionate relationships and then think of throwing children into that mix. Not very good for the children. But when you have some serious foundation that isn't predicated on passion or sexuality, when you bring children into that, it's likely a much better pair bonding to raise children. Because ultimately, that's what we are all here for, biologically speaking. And so I believe that it's built in us. And why the male brain has the Madonna whore dichotomy, because they absolutely categorize women. Either woman just for fun, meaning having sex, and woman to marry and perhaps have children with. That's foundational in the oldest male brain, the reptilian brain. And men categorize us in, the, in a nanosecond, and then they look to support their view When men also get ready and they know they are ready and in the state of being a buyer, they eschew the women in the second category and go for women in the first. You're in the first category. Your wife, mother material, great woman, woman he could see marrying. And initially the achievement was there enough for him even though he wasn't really necessarily ready in other ways, but then he got ready house. Uh, he was going to set up a place for you to watch him do his car stuff and all manner of it, but he's conflicted likely because of his age and that he can still have, because remember one of the criterias for being a buyer, has he had enough sexual and fun experiences and had all the other uh, puppy experiences he wants to have had before taking on the responsibility of adopting one because they enjoy playing with all the puppies in whatever way, shape or form they come upon them. Yeah. I'm jealous. (laughs) Jealous of, like, what? how men can live their lives? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just exactly. so
1: much more harder. Yeah, it's just so much more harder for us women. I don't understand why. I, yeah.
0: Because of our biology. And it is. Yeah. And I always said, I mean, at birth, what would I choose to be? Hands down. Male. Much easier. Wow. In so many ways. Now, in other ways, they certainly have societal things upon them that we don't. For example, we can choose whatever we choose to do. You want to be a stay-at-home mom? Great. You want to... Uh not really have a vocation and you just work a, a little job until you find the right man and settle down and then you stop working. Whatever you want to do. How is that for men? They're judged more harshly in that way. Now, would I swap out the judgment that women get in all manner of ways? Yeah, I would definitely swap that one. Yeah, I would agree. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But it is what it is. And if we want to win, and that's what I'm all about here, if we want to win with men, we have to know how they think, feel, what drives them, and so that we have the best chance of getting what it is that we desire and deserve. And ultimately, you see, men are best in committed relationships, and I mean total commitment, because they are best having made a decision. Yeah. Studies show men are happiest in marriage. Here's why. It's not mine. I have my three C's of men, my three C's of women, but the three P's of men is that they're here for three things. To provide, protect, and procreate. That's it. And that is all about their purpose. Men need a purpose. And they don't do well. Single men don't do as well because they flounder around without a real purpose other than themselves and to be self-serving. And that's why we are circumspect of men who don't commit. I mean, what is the first thing somebody says with a man who is 50-something, he's never been married. Even 40-something, he's never been married. Even 30-something sometime, he's never been married. Yeah, it's scary. Right, because we don't know his ability to commit because what we know is this, because men love all puppies easily, meaning us, big, small, short, tall, thin, not thin, white, black, red, yellow, they love us all. And there is a good woman out there if he is ready, willing, and able. It is not the same for women. Men are not puppies to us. We don't love them all. We don't want them all. There isn't something about each one of them that we are attracted to in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. So, a woman, 30-something, 40-something, who's never been married, that says nothing about her. I mean,
1: I guess, because, but I've also gotten the question from him, even. I all his friends who are 25 would ask him, what's wrong with her? You know, like, why is she 33 and has never been married? So, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know.
0: Okay, that's wrong. I would not, I don't ever think that for women. Because especially now, especially now. For example, if we went back a 100 years ago. 1920, 21, very, very different time where women had a certain, they had a knowledge that of men that was much more foundational and society fostered them knowing men in a way that is totally turned upside down now. So a woman of 35 in 1921 knew much more than the woman in 2021. We have been sold a huge bill of goods about men and women being the same wanting the same things and that we can be Mm -hmm. the same we can be male energy we can do male things we can do them sure absolutely you want to be the sexiest vixen there is you want to be anything from the most um puritanical chaste woman all the way to like a a cardi b uh a miley cyrus whatever you can do it isn't that wonderful you have the freedom to do that yeah but for while it may somehow work for hollywood people and most of the time it doesn't their relationships last a nanosecond It doesn't work in the reality of men because of their Madonna-whore dichotomy and because of their black and white thinking, It, it doesn't work. And that's really sad. We have to know while we are completely equal, we are complete opposites. Apples and oranges are a completely different fruit. They're both fruit and they're both equally wonderful. But they are opposites. And it's why we don't compare them, why we don't grow them in the same climates, soils, all manner of things. What we need to grow and foster apple trees are not what we do for citrus groves. I mean, it's, it's the same with men and women. And unfortunately, because we hold that space in the world of making relationships work, we must know and do it because they are not going to do it. And I'll give you this example. People will say to me, well, you should work with men. I mean, you know them so well, and you know this, that, and the other thing. And I say this to that. It would be, for me to coach men, would be like creating a mechanics course for women. A real car mechanics course for women. Mm Mm-hmm. How many women want a mechanics course? No. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I do not.
0: <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't. I wouldn't have any clients because men are yeah. not interested. That's the women's realm. They won't do it. They'll just keep consuming the way they always have. They're not going to do it. It is up to the woman to be mm-hmm. the mechanic in any relationship. To make it go the distance. Ergo my GPS program. The groom positioning system. Because you have to start from the moment you meet a man. Connecting each and every dot. So that the line goes. To where you set your GPS. And it has Hmm. to be set. Each and every time you meet a new man. Whether you think. You're going to want him. Like him. Desire him. You have to set it there. Because at any time on that line, you just get out. That's fine. But if you start not knowing and you the dots are all over the place, you'll never connect the line. If you change it up and you desire him, you can't connect the line. it's too broken and it really, really sucks. The only way we can do it is through ultimate knowledge and that we are sold a bill of goods in our society in every single way possible through our celebrities, social media, films, TV, novels, romance novels. I mean, all manner of, and when you look at the, I'm sorry, the abject load of crap that we are sold. It's funny because um something about the old movie Pretty Woman just came up. Mm. And you go back to that, it was nineteen ninety, I don't know, nineteen ninety two or something like that. I mean, it is the ultimate in ridiculous fantasy that so many women buy into. Yeah. Because the male brain in reality, if you've, if you've seen the movie, that Richard Gere character would never, and, and I rarely use hyperbole, but he would just not marry a former prostitute. Because of the Madonna whore dichotomy. If he had met her in a different way and never knew that, and in other words, if she had stopped that life, think about completely stopped that life, and he ran across her the way he does in the movie and needs directions and she was as carefree and wonderful as she was, but he never knew that part, there might be a chance. And he never paid her a dime, and she was never, and she did the rulesy type of stuff. Yeah. She could be a poor, poor girl from the backwoods, and he would. But not in the way that was. And it just set, I mean, certainly it happened from the probably from the 60s on when we had the um the revolution and one of the things that changed the world in terms of men and women irrevocably changed it in I think 1962 or something like that the pill because women got sexual freedom what happened since that time is we have allowed the ability to have the same sexual freedom as men to infiltrate all of us that we are the same. And men and women could not be more different. And if we, yeah, if we want to win, then we have to cater to that difference. And we are in the position of being the mechanic and why I only work with women because women are interested. They understand it. They want to know it. They want to learn it. They want to get better at it and they succeeded it because no man cares one hoot. He doesn't even understand that he doesn't know what he doesn't know. And here's the other thing. He doesn't care that he doesn't know what he doesn't know. He just wants a relationship. To be good, feel good, look good, get in the relationship car that is wonderful, comfortable, and goes the distance. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So for you now, it is knowing what you know and going forward in a way that will allow you to, it's a two-pronged approach, knowing that you must not ever be the one to reach out to him because he has to feel something that may or may not happen to him. We don't know, but he may feel something from having other relationships and realizing, hmm, there has to be something more here. And to for someone to be the mother of my children, I need someone like Stefana. I need that kind of relationship. You see? Yeah. Then you have to start it out much more strictly than you did previously. Yeah. Even more strictly because you know, did it really well. You have to give yourself a lot of credit. It got to the point of him asking you for Thanksgiving because you did it so well. Yeah. Truly. So give yourself a lot of credit for that. You must give yourself credit where credit is due.
1: And then... I
0: appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Then you need to go forward with this new knowledge with other men. Yeah. Yep. I'm coming
1: to that conclusion. I mean, I, like I said, I had just discovered you like a week ago. And so it's what you have put out there is so much different from so many of these other dating coaches or gurus or experts online. It's in the memes that they put out there. Like you said, it's like you're sold a bill of goods, but you put it in such a make sense, like no BS, type of way and you and what I appreciate is you bring in the like biological and anthropological aspect of it of
0: our brains and just how we've always been as a species thank you for that I I I don't want women to suffer because of what they are told and what you hit on for me, it's so apparent and so painful for me to see. But yes, there are people out there calling themselves coaches, dating and relationship, whatever. Um, and, and all they are really is spewing out more stuff that's harmful at best. Um, it's certainly hurtful. It is self-serving, on the other hand, because all it's about is self-aggrandizement, making themselves money on social media and becoming influencers and spewing out stuff about their own lives. And uh, I, I saw one relationship coach um, she is walking up a staircase in her thong bikini and we see her from the back and talking about female essence or whatever. I mean, it, it just couldn't be more reckless and awful for young women to, because if you know men... And, you know, they are going to, sure, let's eat that up. I want to see every woman's behind that I can. It's amusing and self-soothing to me as a man. Not going to choose that for their wife or mother of their children. Very simple. And again, when I talk about Madonna whore, which is not mine, it's not even the words that I like to use certainly not whore because we know as women there is no such thing this is the manifestation of the male brain and it's biological like you said it's anthropological men do this and and back however old we are a million of years ago or what have you it was done in the male brain, in a very reptilian way, for the chance of the uh, the, the possibility of that baby being the best um, Darwinian baby it could be, so that it would grow to adulthood. That's all yeah. it was about. But in our modern world, foundationally. Men choose women. And here is why this is is totally throughout the ages why it's been this way. Think about it this way. A man, first and foremost, needs to know that any offspring that come from a pairing with a woman are his. How, heretofore, before DNA And unless the kid was a carbon copy of him in terms of looks, how did the man ever really know that a child was his? In some senses, he never truly did. So here is how the male brain did it. The ability to trust in the woman that she is faithful and because men are inherently not and they want every uh, woman out there in a sexual way it's very hard for them to make this delineation that women don't want that mm. the only way they could do it was a woman showing outwardly that she is chaste that she's not putting herself out there sexually for all men. And that what she does with him, she could do or would do with any man. So if she were chaste, demure, and uh, showing herself to be in the Madonna category with him, that's how he knew it. And their brain is still that. Yeah, that. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks. Sucks because we know we can be the most sexual thing with a guy ever. And we can be absolutely 100% faithful to him because we only want him. (laughs) Right? Yep. I mean, it's just the most maddening thing ever. It's like upside down world. But we are not going to change their mind about it because it is in their reptilian brain. And inherently, men do not trust in the way that we do. And, And quite frankly, that's a good thing. We should not be trusting the way that we do for the most part. But men don't. They can only know it the way they know it and because they want and desire every single woman in one way, shape or form, they feel that we could do that as well and the only way they can really trust is by us putting ourselves in the first category. And what's happening now is that social media is destroying women's possibilities for that i would the, agree yes yes yep 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 unfortunately because women want to show their sexy selves and be in their sexy poses and the selfies and the boobs and the butt and all of it and yeah they're gorgeous but it is so hurtful to them to get what it is they really want because the man wants to know you are once you put that out there it immediately clicks, up, second category. He'll have yeah. fun with you. All men are fun with you. Yeah. And he may even fall in love with you. Try to get him over the hump, though, of committing to that and you being wife and mother. We need to attend to the male uh, Madonna, Hort, Freud. It That's it. It's that simple. And when we do it we can get what we really desire deserve and then be the most sexual we want to be with him privately and only for him. I would recommend for you, this would be my recommendation. Again, it's the both and strategy. You have, I mean, a 5%, you allow yourself a 5% hope. So the other 95%, you absolutely move on with your life and you have to put it behind you. Taking all the the good that you learned and that it brought you to this place and you said now you're, you're understanding a lot more and you're getting it and you're understanding why and hopefully understanding that why for him will be helpful, and I think it will going forward for you. Mm-hmm. And then I would recommend that you do something very simple like doing my One Love Online to Never-Ending Love self-help course. It's inexpensive. It's immediately available. And it gives you everything from the very beginning through to the dating process of online dating. It gives you the templates, cut and paste, when a man texts certain things, everything you need to know so that you absolutely make the man connect the dots and you don't waste your time online doing things that will not lead him to desire you in the way that needs to happen. For example, the first meeting of the fishing. That really can't happen because it's not going to set you up in the right way for his desire. You'll get in that, and it's very inexpensive. Again, it goes right to your inbox and you can do it right away at your pace. You can go through it as much as you want immediately and it is incredibly helpful women tell me it is a game changer because it really is because it puts the man in that position of having to achieve online in much the same way as in real life you'll get the where when and how of doing that first meeting you'll get what has to happen immediately before that first meeting to set you up in the right way. So that's one thing that would change. One of the things that you did really well, I want you to hear this, is that you had him coming to you. That's great. That's what he achieved, right? Doing that helped give him that feeling. But there's these other little things that if you learn them, you will be well on your way to doing online in a way that... Sets you up for real success, and and I would recommend that. Okay, yeah, and that's yeah. easy easy enough to do. You just uh, go to CoachPaulagrooms.com/programs. I have two One Love programs. One is my 12-week course. The other is the self-help program. And with the self-help course, which is I mean, it's the money that you spend on it. It's just so low and so it's going to be available to you. It's a lifetime. Uh, You you have it. And what you get most out of it is you do the course. And any time you get one full coaching intensive experience with me that is recorded back, you can refer to again and again. And if you need more and want more, there's always a way to, to parlay that into getting into my full 12-week course. So I would highly recommend that for anyone who is, is in any way, I mean, it's not just if, you, if something has gone awry for you, it's if you're doing online dating at all, this is a game changer. The third step in the program I can't even tell you how that changes things for the men to really set you up for being desired, wanted, and it gives you all the 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 absolute blueprint templates for what you say, how you say it, you don't even have to think when you're texting them back to get to that first meeting. And it goes all through the the first meeting and then the dating afterward, the texting in between. I can't say enough about it in terms of being helpful. yeah, that sounds great. yeah, I hope you'll check it out. And I thank you for doing this today because I hope it's given you some clarity on what happened and where you go from here in a way. It has Thank you. You're welcome. So I think that was really helpful for anyone who is looking back over a relationship that didn't go the distance. Stefana did so many things correctly, as I said, and they were just little tweaks that we don't know. Things like the first meeting And where to have that, when to have it, how long, oh my goodness, that is huge. These little things are are deeply psychological for the male. We are the connectors. And when we connect, we can keep connecting and keep connecting. And it fills us mostly. For the man, it fills him in the moment, but that's all it does. It doesn't inspire his deepest desire. We have to be working with those approaches from the moment the man sees us in a profile pic online. And I don't mean his sexual desire, because you as the puppy you are, whether you're big or small, short or tall, thin or not thin, white, black, red, green, it doesn't matter. The right man will be attracted to you and when you do things in the right way to lead him down that path, you can have things go the distance. Anyone who is online dating, Please, please think about doing the One Love Online to Never-Ending Love, Seven Simple Steps to Digital Dating Success, the self-help course. You can dip your toe in because it is so incredibly affordable. There was a coach I was um, conferring with about something else we were doing. We were um, doing a podcast. and. She looked at it and she said, wow, you're like, you're giving this away at this price. This is just an unbelievable course. You're getting so much from this. So much work has gone into it. And that's true. But I am offering it. If you're hearing me, whenever you're hearing me, it's the lowest price it will ever be. (laughs) Because... I know the value it brings. I just released it, if you're hearing this, in early 2021. And so it it is at a value that is ridiculously low and you get a one-time, one-love, coaching call intensive experience. The whole thing is a game changer for women. It gives me so... Much hope and pleasure to do this because online, you as the pretty puppy you are, can just go through so much time wasting and frustration. And the worst thing is that when that happens to you, you can decide that to just get offline and that's, unfortunately, where men are going now. And if you are not online, you have much less of a chance to meet men organically. It's just the way it is. And men are going there as never before online, and they're not even looking when they are out now. As one young man put it in an article Why should I go to a bar or place to hang out or or wherever and spend money when I can be home on an app and have a wonderful, beautiful girl in my room, if I swipe enough and I'm doing, you know, my shtick enough, have somebody in my, in my apartment that night. Why should I? oh my gosh, right? But if we take that from the place he's talking about all the way out to men who are more serious, it's the same thing. They're not going out in the same way to meet women because they feel that that's kind of a crapshoot when the women that they desire in a huge way, in huge numbers, are online and they can set up their life and set up dates with those women and then go out and do sports things and meet their guy friends for beers or whatever it is, go to the gym, do all of this and not be bogged up in their minds with having to meet women that way. It's an unfortunate thing because it takes the organic way that we have met for Thousands of years, (laughs) meaning eye to eye, exchanging pheromones in person, it takes that away, right? But what we hope to do and what is done in the One Love course, which I have for 12 weeks for anyone who's interested in that. But if you want to do the self-help course at a ridiculously uh, low price, the value is there for you in A big, big way. You can get that. You can do it at your own pace. And then when you are ready, you can have your one-love, one-time coaching intensive with me, get your questions answered. That alone is over the value of what the course is costing right now. So I hope you'll do that. Don't forget, coach polygrooms on Instagram and YouTube. You'll get a lot more information, tips, approaches, even some strategy, and be filling your mind with the stuff that works with men so that you can become a real mechanic. And of course, as you know, in terms of being a mechanic, the very first thing you must do is to make him wonder.
1: Thank you for listening to Make Him Wonder.
0: If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at MakeHimWonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you.